time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Zone 1, Red Friday. Stephen Glass is the new Aberdeen manager and he's bringing Celtic captain Scott Brown to Pataudry in the summer as player coach. Speaking to Red TV, Dons chairman Dave Cormack says that Glass is the right fit. He knows the Aberdeen way. He was mentored by Teddy Scott, Alex Smith and Willie Miller. And so he put that together with the experience that Stephen has gained, then we felt that was the key rationale behind appointing Stephen. We want to be successful. The last thing I'm going to do is appoint in the board, appoint a manager we don't believe can take us forward. And um, I have that with all my businesses. My expectations of myself and everyone, including Stephen, are going to be extremely high. North Sound 1, Red Friday. This is Red Friday on North Sound 1. I'm Mike. I'm joined in the studio by Andrew Shiny and Dave McDermott. Andrew, I'm not sure we'd have predicted this at the start of the season. No, not really. Um, <laughs> nice quiet week, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> it's always that, that way when there's a week off, nothing happens. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, I, but I can see the merits of the appointment. Um, Stephen, as Dave Cormack said, brought up through through the Aberdeen system, uh, one of the most promising players that, that we ever saw um, playing at Pataudry uh, before he headed down south. And but for injuries, I think we'd have had a stellar career because he was he was a really really good player, lovely left foot, um, great cross of the ball. Um, you know he could play left back, left midfield, further up the park. Um, there is a, a certain uh, sort of I don't know, how, how would you describe it? You're not sure whether it's the right appointment because of the managerial experience he's got. It's a very different scenario coming from Atlanta to where it's a league they play in that has no promotion or relegation. It's all about developing players and you would think results are of secondary importance to the development of potential superstars. He's going to come to Aberdeen with that same task of developing talent, but you have to get results in the, the Scottish Premiership. There's no question at all about that. Um, but maybe having a right-hand man uh, of the experience of Scott Brown, uh, the two of them dovetailing together, it might just work. We certainly wish both Stephen and Scott Brown every success. I mean, it's hard to say that, isn't it? Scott Brown, wish every success. Situation, but yeah. um, we've, we've got to accept the fact that um, he's going to be in a red shirt next season and anybody in a red shirt with support. Yeah, it is. It's an interesting appointment and it's certainly got everybody talking, Dave, and there's been a bit of a mixed reaction to it, which we'll talk about. But uh, certainly in terms of trying something different, this is certainly it. It certainly is. And, I mean, the proof of the pudding will be in results. I mean, it's, as we've said so often, it's a results-driven uh, industry. And if Stephen and Scott Brown get on start off well and being football they won't be given unlimited time obviously but they need to be given time at least to get things get their feet under the table and well, the uh, first, first 10 minutes of the opening game yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. but uh, yeah like Andrew I obviously wish it to be a great success we want nothing more than uh, as much success for Aberdeen but it's a bit of a marmite appointment certainly the Scott Brown as mm. we've seen from as you mentioned the fans reaction so but only time will tell but yeah interesting yeah we're going to talk a bit more about Scott Brown uh, who is coming to the Dons in the summer and new boss Stephen Glass 
was speaking to Red TV and said that he's up for the challenge. It would have been very easy for him uh, to stay at Celtic. There's a reason they want him to stay around. He's going to be a success and we wanted that to happen at Aberdeen. So I, I just think he he wants to be a part of it. I was really keen to have him a part of it if it was possible at all. Uh, and we're fortunate that we can get it over the line. Now we've got a poll up on Twitter right now, North Sound 1 on Twitter, at North Sound 1. And it's asking how you feel about Scott Brown in an Aberdeen strip. The three options we have are happy, confused slash don't know, or sad. I can tell you at the moment, sad on 14.8%, confused don't know 30% or 30.1%, and happy 55.2%. It's just changed to 30%, so it's going up slightly. So most fans, or certainly just over half the fans that are asked there in that poll, Andrew, are happy. But there is, of course, the other side of Scott Brown and the antagonistic... uh, approach that maybe we've seen once or twice in Aberdeen games we've seen of course the 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 infamous Tonev incident as well which has caused a lot of fans to be very unhappy about this I don't think it would be fair for us not to touch on that side of it because there's a lot of fans talking about it this evening and I know they've been talking about it since we heard the news yesterday yeah I think the the antagonistic side of things the the Scott Brown that you see standing in the tunnel with the, the thousand yard stare uh, and you know we saw his reaction when Sam Cosgrove put him up in the air uh, at Bataudry eight minutes into his Aberdeen debut um, you know just bounced straight back to his feet and strutted around as though to say well if that's your best shot son you're not going to keep me down with that I don't see a problem with that when he's in an Aberdeen shirt um, the the tone of situation it's a difficult one um, because we don't know all the ins and outs of that we hear what uh, Shay Logan uh, complained about but we don't know the actual words that were said or whatever Scott Brown I think while it was a waiting decision had to back his own player you would expect as the club captain to back your player, particularly if Tonov has said to him, I didn't say anything. Now, whether it was lost in translation or what, I don't know. Um, but the fact that Tonov didn't last very much longer at Celtic Park, he was punted back down the road. Um, I'm sure, with hindsight, Scott Brown probably wishes he could have just kept his mouth shut and you know, back to his player privately but not said anything publicly. It's a difficult one, but I can understand where he was coming from. Um, given that, as I say, what was said, we're not exactly sure what language was it said in. Did did she pick something up? Um, I'm not sure. It's it's an extremely difficult scenario. It's, it's a long time ago, um, but... It is something that if Shea Logan is still at Aberdeen uh, when Scott Brown arrives at Cormac Park, I'm sure he will go and speak to Shea Logan about it. Yeah. I think he's that type of character that um, he, he won't shy away from things. He, he's, he certainly never shies away from anything in a football pitch. And I don't think he would do that off the field. Another question is whether Shea Logan will be there because there's going to be a massive turnover of players at uh, Petaudry, Cormac Park, Aberdeen Football Club um, over the summer and there's a number of those who are due to go out of contract who I don't think will feature in the plans of Stephen Glass and Scott Brown going forward. It's certainly um, it's got everybody talking possibly more than the appointment of Stephen, in fact definitely more than the appointment of Stephen Glass because Scott Brown we know he's 
He's hugely successful, captain of the winning team in Scotland for the last 15 years, essentially, and before that, winning the Cup with Hibs as well. So, you know, he can win, win in other sides too. It's not just Celtic, obviously, a big player for Scotland over the years too. So it is, from a playing side of things, definitely you can understand completely. And he's got the winning mentality, which will, uh, from a coach perspective, will be a good thing. But there is this other side that the fans are talking about, and especially in the current climate, it, it might be something that, that might come up in, in interviews, for example. Yeah, he's, he's the kind of player that your own you love if he's one of yours, and you absolutely detest if he's playing for the opposition. And we've seen players like that. Darren Jackson springs to mind, um, our own Steve Tosh. Um, but I mean, when he played for Livingston, now hated him. But, <laughs> you know, when he was playing for Aberdeen, it was completely different kettle of fish. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's up to Scott. Brown to win over the Aberdeen fans which given his attitude and the things that have been mentioned I'm quite sure he will Yeah well it's as we said it's not been a quiet week it's, there's been plenty happening despite no game for the Dons this weekend Dons legend Ian Jess well he's no stranger to a change in management and he's excited at the prospect of Stephen Glass being in charge I've known Stephen since he was a, a young lad uh, breaking into the first team of Aberdeen so absolutely delighted in the appointment and uh, I'm like any other Aberdeen fan you know looking forward to seeing, seeing what he does and hopefully he can bring, bring back some silverware in the North East He's also feeling positive about the incoming arrival of Scott Brown He's a, a very good professional so on and off the pitch this can only breed well especially for the young players to sort of of that sort of type of personality around the dressing room it can only be beneficial to them um, and obviously the other experienced players as well there's a player, a uh, Don's legend, that has seen many changes over the years at Pataudry, Andrew, and, and he knows Stephen Glass really well, so he knows what kind of person the Don's are getting as a manager. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ian obviously played with Stephen, as he said. Um, you cast your mind back to when, when Stephen played first for Aberdeen. Uh, his 19th game for the Don's uh, was down at Tynecastle when the Don's were on the verge of relegation for the first time in their history. He played in that, that win against uh, Hearts, then against Dundee United, scored a goal down at the old Brockville, remember, against Falkirk. That was when Malcolm Padepo came on for his only first-team appearance, That's if I remember correct, rightly. Yeah. Um, Scott Thompson got the first goal. Nipper, if you're listening, I do remember he scored a goal for Aberdeen. <laughs> um, Stephen got the, the second one. That was his first goal for, for Aberdeen's first team. And then he went into the two playoff games against Dunfermline Athletic and scored in each of these. So he, as a very young player, he was able to handle pressure. So I think coming in to the hot seat at Pataudry, he knows there's going to be a lot of pressure on him uh, because of the success that um, Derek McInnes enjoyed. And make no mistake, Derek McInnes did bring success to Aberdeen. In comparison to what we'd gone through in the past, I know folk will say, oh, he had the third biggest budget. Of course he should have done it. There's been managers before who had the third biggest budget in Scotland and failed lamentably to, to get anywhere near the levels that Derek McInnes and Tony Doherty took Aberdeen to. Um, so, yeah, Stephen will know what's expected of him. Uh, as Ian said, you know, you hope that he can bring success back to uh, Aberdeen in the form of uh, silverware. And a real league challenge for next season. I think all the things that he said in his interview on Red TV, Dave, were, were very positive and the sort of things that the fans want to hear. And if he can put that into action 
it's going to be exciting times ahead. Yeah, I mean, it just makes me feel even older than I am because uh, I was at the club when Stephen made his debut and uh, obviously when he's transferred to Newcastle and I think if he hadn't, as Andrew's touched on, if he hadn't had such horrendous injury problems, he would have been a, a Scotland legend, there's no doubt about that. And uh, he was back, of course, doing Red TV with us yes, a couple of years did. ago for uh-huh. the Celtic game on Boxing Day and uh, talked very knowledgeably that day about... Aberdeen, you know, he obviously keeps in touch through Red TV watching all the, the Aberdeen games and uh, I think we're watching them a bit more closer now, of course. But, uh, <laughs> and reruns. Yeah, no, no I, th- I think it's, it's uh, he's, he's a really nice guy, Stephen, and uh, wish him every success. One situation this week which has got, uh, outside of the Scott Brown situation that's got the fans talking, Andrew, is the Dave Cormack coming out and talking about the appointment um, before the appointment and seeing how they were going to take their time they were going to look at every application um, they were going to do the due diligence we talked about this last week briefly and then of course uh, just a mere few days later the the rumoured Stephen Glass from Atlanta where you've got the link up well it happened there's a lot of fans asking the question how can you have done the the sort of the overall looking at every candidate over a, a set amount of time to, to, to uh, enough time to do that properly and then still have gone so quickly for the the person that was rumoured way back when uh, when when Derek McInnes left the club. Um, do you feel that the the message was confusing from Dave Cormack? Do you think that the, that that changes how the fans see him? Because there are fans on Twitter, many backing him, and many also saying, "Well, actually, we feel like we've been a bit misled with this." Cast iron truth and football are not easy bedfellows. Um, it has the look of a fait accompli, has to be said, um, regardless of what anybody says. Um, you never know who applies for game for uh, positions in football. Um, there will be managers who, you know, even any manager that's out of the game will want to get themselves back into it at whatever level. Um, I do have the impression, though, that um, because of the tie-up with Atlanta, with Dave Cormack knowing Stephen Glass well, um, with him being an ex-Aberdeen player, uh, la di da di da. Of course, I, I think it. it I mean, it, it, it had been decided, and I, I don't think that you know the previous pronouncements before the appointment was made, you know, shed a. a a very flattering light in Dave Cormack, shall we say. It's, it is a difficult position, Dave, because, you know, I, I think when you are in charge of a club and you've got fans wanting information constantly, you've got the press wanting information constantly, uh, you do have to come out and say things and you do have to say something about it. And he was asked constantly, what's happening, what's happening, what's the situation? Um, but maybe in this situation, uh, and, and, you know, again, playing devil's advocate, some fans have suggested that maybe not saying anything and just kind of making the appointment might have been better. Yeah, I mean, it's an argument for that. I mean, but we mentioned last week that Dave had said that one of the reasons he didn't want Derek and Tony staying till the end of the season was because of the amount of players out of contract. So that's why to give a new manager uh, enough time to get their squad together, which didn't sit with, will take as long as we as we want or as long as we have to to make the appointments. So, uh, and there's every possibility that things changed after last weekend's result. I mean, yeah, you just yeah, never course, know yeah. what uh, what the situation is. So, uh, yeah, and uh, in football sometimes saying nothing 
is the best option because you can never win. Yeah, well, that is very true. And of course, uh, the cancelled Q&A, that's been rescheduled now, Andrew. And I did, <laughs> just as a bit of light relief, I did look on Twitter to see some of the questions that people were asking. And it was it was questions relating to rowies and things rather than anything to do with the football club. So I think, I think you know, there might be a bit of uh, a sort of, you know, a fun element to the Q&A. But of course, that will be the opportunity for people to, to ask these questions. And, you know, that's Dave Cormack's chance to maybe explain a bit more about the process to fans yeah um, I'm not exactly sure when it's going to happen uh, I don't think it's been announced yet but uh, Thursday isn't it I think yeah yes, I think there's been a, an announcement we'll double yeah, check for, that I'll for, check that in a moment Thursday, yeah, exact date yeah. um, but yeah it's, a, it's an opportunity for the fans to interact with the chairman so um, there's their chance um, you can't accuse him of hiding away <laughs> well, no, he's no, he's no shrinking no, violet. Is no, he? no, absolutely not. Well, he's uh, it is it is uh, certainly going to be uh, an interesting Q and A for sure. And, and as you say, lots of positive things happening as well. There is a submit your questions to the chairman option now as well on the uh, on the Aberdeen website. So just looking at the date there, yes, they're asking for the questions before Monday evening at twelve. So there you are. So you can do it that way. Uh, still loads to talk about, as you can imagine. Um, for a quiet week, it's not a quiet week. We're going to hear from Fraser Fivey, Willie Garner. We've also got got Graham what our fan reporter who chatted to a couple of people as well to get their thoughts on the appointment this week of Stephen Glass and Scott Brown coming to the club still feels weird saying that It's time to talk football It's time to talk Dons North Sound 1 Red Friday yeah, our fan reporter Graham Watt caught up with former Don Fraser Fivey to get his thoughts on the appointment of Stephen Glass's manager. Obviously, that's been the rumour for a while, but I think it's really good that McCormack's went and just got it done. Um, and I think it's a good appointment. Stephen Glass is a young, ambitious coach, and he's done the groundwork as a coach, I think. So now he's getting his opportunity at Aberdeen to go and show and implement his style um, and what a statement he's made as well the club's made also by by going and recruiting Scott Brown you're talking about the biggest name in Scottish football for the last 10 years um, the, the trophies he's won the character he is I've met Scott a few times and I think as soon as he goes in there standards are just going through the roof because he's he's been the best in the country for the last 10 years as I say so um I think it's a big, big statement from the club and I think it's a good statement. I think the fans should be happy about it. I, I'm delighted with it because um, I do think just, just his aura stepping in that dressing room and his presence being about the place, standards have to lift because he won't accept nothing less than he's had before. Um, so I think it's a great move from the club and I'm looking forward to to watching Stephen Glass teams uh, next season and when, or when he comes over. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Fraser Fivey speaking very positively, Andrew, about the appointment. Just to confirm there, we were talking about the Q&A. It has been postponed, as we all know, but it will take place next week. That's the uh, official uh, line from Aberdeen FC. That's from their Twitter as well. And you can submit questions. There's a link below... Uh, I'll link below. I'm reading it as if it's, as if people can tell what I'm I'm seeing. Uh, a link on the Twitter page below uh, their own tweet where you can uh, where you can get. So there's a couple of questions there. People ask. Rowie's butteries are morning rolls. That's one of them. Um, yeah, Rowie's tunesers, butteries, tuchters, people morning rolls, weirdos. Someone says. Uh, and there's uh, there's several along those lines. Is the toast butter side up and all that kind of stuff? You know. So nonsense questions, and I'm sure the real ones will come through the website. But it will be an interesting Q and A. But from a positive note. 
though, Andrew. Um, you know, the fans, a lot of, we, we talked about the negative side of what the fans feel about it. There's also a, a huge portion, as we saw from our own poll there, of fans that are very excited because a lot of fans have been asking for change for the last two, three seasons, whether you agree with it or not. Uh, and they're, they're certainly going to get change. Yeah, it's going to be a, a, a big, big change because, as we said last week, you know, uh, Derek and Tony were there for so long that um, some of the young players were barely out of primary school um, when they started their Pataudry, uh management careers. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be very different. I think, uh, as, as Fraser was saying there, you know, Scott Brown will demand very high standards and it can only be good for, for everyone at Pataudry. Um, it's a fresh voice. Uh, there's two fresh voices coming in there uh, and sometimes, you know, as I say, a change is good as a rest. So, um, fresh ideas. There will have been fresh ideas put forward by Barry Robson, Neil Simpson and Paul Sheeran uh, for last week's game. Um, unfortunately, it was the same old script. Um, Aberdeen just couldn't find the back of the net. United scored a very good goal uh, through Adrian Sporla and Aberdeen lost the game once again. But uh, just to, to sort of go off a wee bit of a tangent at the moment, Greg Aitken once again has a big decision rescinded. That's two weeks in a row. Yeah. The previous week it was the, the, the referee at Queen of the South against Alloa sent two Queen of the South players off. They lost the game. It's a very vital part of the season for them. Both red cards were rescinded. He plays. He does Dundee United against Aberdeen. Big moment in the game, 44th minute, Lewis Ferguson into the box. Two hands in the back from Callum Butcher. He goes down, referee straight away, yellow card for simulation. It's rescinded. It's, it's bosses at the SFA threw him under the bus. I mean, I would have thought that any referee who's had two red cards rescinded is going to be thinking, I've made a major, two major errors yeah. here. And then he goes and compounds it by making a third one and in of course, an even yellow, bigger game. Yellow cards generally aren't rescinded, but for but simulation... But for simulation they are. Yeah. Um, so... Um, I think maybe Greg Aiken needs a wee break away from refereeing the top flight. It doesn't change the fact that Aberdeen didn't play well, particularly in the second half last week. Um, and, you know, they end up with nothing. But uh, to get back to the most pr pressing things, what's going to be happening in the future, I think the, the fresh voices, the fresh ideas that will come in from Stephen Glass and Scott Brown, and in particular the, the demands of Scott Brown, he won't want players round about him not doing what he's doing. And he demands a lot of himself. It can only be good for players, even with the experience of Lewis Ferguson and Ross McCrory, to have a guy playing alongside them who has played 800, 850 well, games you could argue at the top that, level. You could argue, Dave, that both of those players that Andrew just mentioned, whilst they are experienced, there's a lot of pressure on two still very young shoulders to, to sort of be the, the central part of that of that team. Yeah, and you can add uh, Dean Campbell into that mix as well for the engine room at uh, Pataudry. So, yeah, I think, you know, from that point, from a playing point of view, there's absolutely no doubt that can only benefit the dressing room with his experience. Yeah, it's... Um, 
It is one that the, we're going to hear from some of the fans in just a couple of minutes, actually, just on on the, the decision, especially the Scott Brown. It seems to be that the, you, you, can, you can ask the question of anybody at the moment about Stephen Glass and Scott Brown will be about the end of the first sentence and then people start talking about Scott Brown. Not surprisingly as well. Um, it is going to be interesting as well, Andrew, just to see how many of those players that are in that starting 11 or were in the starting 11 on at the weekend, for example, will be there at the start of next season. That's exactly what I texted today yeah. during the week. Um, I think there will be a big turnover of players. Obviously, there's nine of them are out of contract. Um, it's debatable how many of the nine will be offered new terms. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see the calibre of player that is brought in, uh, whether transfer fees are paid for them, whether they're out of contract. I mean, Derek McInnes always worked, what, three transfer windows in advance? Yeah. Uh, he said. At least sometimes four. Yeah. So... Russ Richardson and Tom O'Neill, the the scouts who, you know, were Derek's eyes and ears around the country, they'll have been working at, at, you know, getting players pigeonholed into, here's somebody that, that you want to be buying, or if you can't get him, get him. Now, will Stephen Glass and Scott Brown be thinking this the same way? I'm not sure. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see. It's going to be a very, very busy summer for these two guys, it's, I think. It certainly is. It's, it's going to be uh, hugely interesting to see where they go with and potentially new look Aberdeen team. Uh, as we were talking about the amount of players that are out of contract. Let's get the fans' view now. Uh, first up, we're going to hear from our fan reporter, Graham. What he chatted to Callum from the Red Tinted Glasses podcast to get his thoughts. Callum, Stephen Glass is the new Aberdeen manager. He's also brought with him Scott Brown from Celtic. What are your thoughts on those two signings? I think the appointment at Stephen Glass is a very interesting one. Originally, we said on the Red Tinted Glasses podcast that we weren't really too sure about it. We thought he was a bit inexperienced, but having heard what he said in an interview and... Um, Dave Cormack's interview as well he's seen seeing all the right things and it's got me a little bit more excited for it um, so we're excited to see where it goes to be honest uh, it's something new a little bit more uh, of a new direction so we'll see how it goes I think change is definitely needed in terms of the Scott Brown signing it's <coughs> also interesting for other reasons I think he has the potential to be a decent signing very good signing perhaps with allowing Ferguson Campbell McCrory and things to learn off him uh, experienced winner that we sort of need but for me I am still a little bit uncomfortable with it and not just because of the Celtic uh, connections more to do with how he acted around the whole Alexander Tonev Shea Logan situation the fact he's still not come out and addressed that um, I think he needs to come out and hold his hands up and admit he was wrong with that one uh, and address that situation first. Let's get Graham's views himself on this week's appointment. Yeah, Mike, it's been a bit of a, a crazy week for Aberdeen. Um, obviously, we spoke last week, we had no idea who the manager was going to be. Um, there was rumours that it was going to be Stephen Glass and we did hear that Scott Brown would be following him. We, we weren't sure. Um, I think we all kind of thought Scott Brown, no chance that's happening. But we found out yesterday it is happening and he has decided to join the Dons in a two-year deal. So it's, um, it's exciting times for Aberdeen. I think some fans are maybe nervous. Um, and rightfully so. It's a new a new chapter in the club's, club's history. Um, but what Aberdeen have brought is someone who, from listening to his interview, Stephen Glass, he's, he's hungry, he's young, um, he's got some new ideas and he wants to bring them to the club. And obviously Dave Cormack and the board have thought, well, yeah, um, let's give him a give him a give him a shot and uh, see what he can do. I think with the 
um, Stephen bringing Scott Brown with him, I think that's a real statement of what he thinks and what he wants to do at the club. Um, because there's there's no bones about it. He's signed a winner. Scott Brown is a winner. He's won everything there is to win in Scotland. Um, I think that's a huge loss for Celtic, and that will only be Aberdeen's gain. So I'm excited, Mike. As I say, um, let's see what we can do now. Hopefully, you know the the future's bright and Aberdeen can move forward, get a few more signings in the door once Stephen arrives in Aberdeen and I'm excited to see what, what comes Yeah, speaking of signings, there have been a couple of rumours already and uh, obviously Lee Griffiths has been talked about a lot. The other one is Alan Russell who is the attacking coach with England and of course uh, Scottish footballer have played for loads of teams um, not just in Scotland but interesting I just had a look there Dave on Alan Russell's Wikipedia page and uh, his career, it says here, uh, and this is Wikipedia, so anyone can edit this, joined Aberdeen FC in March 2021 as assistant manager to Stephen Glass. Yeah, and I'm sure there's plenty of Aberdeen fans that know that anyone can access Wikipedia <laughs> and uh, start rumours at the drop of a well, hat. Well, we just did. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me. He has been rumoured, yeah. uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if he does end up at Petodre. And you're getting a, uh, someone that, if that does end up happening, Andrew, who has not just playing experience from lots of different uh, teams and places and, and lots of Scottish football experience being being from Glasgow but he's also that England attacking coach uh, role I mean you, you're going to get an awful lot of experience in that kind of job Absolutely I mean uh, he's the guy that dreamt up their set pieces and I think they scored nine goals from set pieces at the last World Cup um, they're, they're as important as, as anybody you know uh, Tony Doherty uh, was the set piece king at uh, Cormac Park um, so uh, you know if they can get Alan Russell and I don't see any reason why he can't combine the two roles because um, the England goalkeeping coach uh, Marvin Margitson um, he's also Swansea City's goalkeeping coach I mean we've seen Folk at Petordi, Jim Leighton was the under-21 Scotland goalkeeping coach while doing the same job at, at Petordi. So uh, I think Alan Russell may say, yes, I'll be interested, but I want to keep my England job because, let's be honest, um, it's, it's not one that you're just going to throw away to, to come to a club like Aberdeen. But uh, I think I can understand the attraction of coming to, to Aberdeen to, to, to work there. Um and as you say, he's got lots of experience in Scottish football uh, and worked with Stephen Glass at Carolina Railhawks. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so there is a connection there again, uh, Dave. And then Lee Griffiths is the other rumour. And that's certainly been one that is... Oh, it's, it's a more of a, again, like a Scott Brown appointment, it's a controversial discussion, but he is a player that, let's face it, if there's a player in Scottish football who knows how to score a goal, it's Lee Griffiths. Yeah, and if there's a player who knows how Lee Griffiths' mind works and what his issues are and challenges, it's Scott Brown. So uh, it's a natural link with uh, what's already happened this week and uh, an in a fit Lee Griffiths and informed Lee Griffiths is certainly a, an asset to any team. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to hear more from... Uh, well, actually, we're going to hear from Willie Garner in just a moment and get uh, Willie's thoughts on the appointment this week of Stephen Glass as manager and then in the summer Scott Brown will be joining the Dons as player coach. Still, we're going to try and get used to saying that. to talk dance. North Sound 1 Red Friday 
Yeah, not a quiet week whatsoever. Stephen Glass is the new Aberdeen manager and he's bringing Celtic captain Scott Brown to Pataudry in the summer as player coach. Let's get the thoughts now of former Don Willie Garner. Graham spoke to him earlier today. Well, we spoke a while ago about who would be the next Aberdeen manager. We found out this week it is Stephen Glass. He's also brought with him Scott Brown from Celtic. What are your thoughts on those two signings from the Dons? Well, Graham, I think that uh, one good thing is it's been settled quickly. Uh, the department manager is gone and the chairman has acted uh, relatively quickly and got uh, a new management team in place. Uh, from who it is, I think uh, I listened to Stephen Glass's interview the other day there. I thought it was very good. Uh, he, thought, he spoke very, very uh, eloquently. He spoke positively as well about what he sees the future moving forward for the Dons. Um, and, you know, time will tell. With every appointment, time will tell. But what I would ask is that the supporters get behind the appointment because that's important. Uh, give Stephen a, a chance uh, to make his mark in the team. Things won't change overnight, that's for sure. But I think he's uh, got the credentials to go and do a very, very good job for us. In terms of his management team, uh, the first one was Scott Brown. Again, I think it's a really positive uh, appointment. I know some of the Dons fans uh, dislike Scott Brown. I think because uh, he always plays well against us and the type of guy he is. Um, but I'm pretty sure I know Scott Brown personally and I'm pretty sure that what he has given to his previous clubs, he'll bring that to Aberdeen as well. I think it'll be a great appointment for all the players round about. He shows that leadership, natural leadership. He's a winner. And regardless of the strip he pulls over his head, that his attitude will never change. Um, so I think both appointments are good. They're young, they're fresh, they'll have great ideas. Um, they'll have their own ideas in terms of how they want the Dons to play. They'll have their own ideas in terms of players, uh, the ones that are already there and the ones they want to bring in as well. And I think it's just a positive time for us. You know, the, the two or three weeks ago it was a bit doom and gloom. And I feel, uh, just through social media, I just feel there's a sense of excitement again back uh, with the Dons fans, many of them. I know some of them are still a bit dubious about the appointments. But all I would say is give them a bit of time uh, and hopefully things will be, be, will be a bright future for Aberdeen. North Sound 1, Red Friday. I always think that um, Willie Garner speaks well, Dave, when he talks about situations that regarding the club and he's very positive in his outlook anyway and he's looking at this and seeing you know the, the, the huge prospect of having a, a Celtic and Scotland legend coming to the club, Stephen Glass has sort of been getting his experience in America who's also a, a Dons player that, that was very much loved and um, you know, he seem, Willie there seems to be very positive about the whole thing. He does and do. Uh, uh, I think we, we all value Willie's opinion given his, his uh, career and uh, yeah, and I, th I think most fans would probably echo what what, uh, what Willie just said, give them a chance and uh, it can be quite exciting as we've already spoken about tonight. Yeah, do you think uh, there's a difference, Andrew, with the fact that they're coming, or Stephen Glass is coming in certainly with no fans in the stadium because we don't know what's going to happen next season yet of course, and we hope that there are fans back at least in, in, in some way or another but um, does it change things? Because it does, it's certainly a very different atmosphere in Scottish football now to say uh, a year and a half ago. Yeah, I mean it's still got the, the feel of glorified training games to be perfectly honest although you know that there's points at stake at the end of the 90 minutes but uh, I, I think it, it's good that Stephen's going to get across here in time to, to be able to um, put some sort of imprint on the the squad um, the playing style etc between now and the end of the season um, it gives him a, an opportunity to 
to to get people into the, to his way of thinking. Uh, so it will be very interesting. Obviously, uh, Paul Sheeran will still be in charge for the the cup tie at Dumbarton next week, um, but. I know that both Paul and Stephen have spoken regularly, um, so that we may see some changes uh, in... Well, we saw last week, we went to a back four, we saw Jack McKenzie make his debut, Calvin Ramsey came on right at the, at the death of the game, but yep. these are two players who could have big futures at Aberdeen, yeah. um, and they fit what the, the, the chairman is wanting, this ethos of producing your own. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what what the, the team is like for, for next week, whether there's a wee bit of Stephen Glass influence there on it. Yeah, it certainly will, but of course there is no Don's game this weekend. Last week on Beat the Pundit, it was Glenn from the Red Tinted Glasses podcast. Andrew, how did Glenn get on? He scored four points, which oh, was more than hope. you did. Yes. Uh, and more than I did. In fact, yeah. more than you and I together did, and you scored three. <laughs> So <laughs> That's it doesn't great, take Andrew. a genius to work out that I didn't score any. <laughs> um, Dave, you scored seven. Well done. Yes, um, thank you. So you've edged in front once again, 14 and a half and 13 and a half at the pointy end of the season. Yep. Well, this week it's Glenn's podcast partner, Callum from Red Tinted Glasses, turn to have a go. Yes, Mike, taking on Dave tonight is Don's fan, Callum. Callum, Scottish Championship games this weekend. We'll start with Aloha versus Air United. Your score predictions for that one. I'm going to go with a 2-1 win for Air United. Hearts versus Queen of the South. I think Hearts will bounce back from their Scottish Cup defeat to Brora and win 2-0. Inverness versus Arbroath. I think that'll be 1-1. Wraith Rovers against Morton. I think that'll be a 3-1 Wraith win. And the final game on Saturday in the Championship, Dundee versus Dunfermline Athletic. And I think that'll finish 2-2. And in League One, we've got Dumbarton against Peterhead. Your score predictions for that one? I think Peterhead will sneak it 1-0. And finally, East Fife against and I'll go 3-0 Cove. Right then, Dave, it's your turn to give us your prediction, starting with the Championship Games. Aloha are at home to air. 1-1. Uh, Hearts, just <laughs> after that, Brora Rangers, and we should say huge congratulations to yeah, Brora Rangers. absolutely. Uh, what do you think the score will be with Hearts and Queen of the South? Like Callum, I think they will bounce back, because I think their futures depend on the Hearts team. 3-0 <laughs> Hearts. Inverness Cali against Arbroath. 2-1 for Inverness. Wraith Rovers host Morton. 2-1 Wraith. And Dundee at home to Dunfermline. 2-0 Dundee. Then the two games that we will have an eye on tomorrow on Red Saturday in League One it's Dumbarton at home to Peterhead 1-1 one, one. Cove Rangers visit East Fife 2-2 uh, uh, Andrew first of all just the Brora Hearts game there I mean a huge huge result maybe is it the biggest shock in Scottish Cup history is it? Is it it's certainly up there it's right up there because uh, when you take everything into account the fact that Brora haven't been playing regularly they had five training sessions in a bounce game before that game against a side that is absolutely romping the championship albeit they're not playing brilliant football uh, I think it is it's a fantastic result. It's it's not a massive shock to me because I was up at Brora uh, a couple of years ago when uh, we played them in the Challenge Cup and they absolutely slaughtered Aberdeen's development squad 6-0. And uh, you just thought, you know, this is a side that would hold its own in League One without any problem whatsoever. Um, I would say they're every bit as good as Cove Rangers are. Um, it's just because they're so far away from the mainstream of Scottish football geographically that that people uh, don't take cognizance of how good a side they are. But I must admit, I thought they went 1-0 up and the longer it went, I thought, you know, they might just... 
have a shock here and then Christoph Berra equalised and I thought that's it floodgates <laughs> will open now but no no they scored again and held on for a, a fantastic victory and I'll tell you Strand Rahr will not be looking forward yeah, to travelling to Dudgeon Park the next round already left for that one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah, it's, not, it's not a short road uh, League One just uh, looking at those games Dave first of all Cove Rangers um, uh, well Cove Rangers will, will want to try and pick up points there but it's a, t- it's a tough game against East Fife away yeah and Darren Young's side more than capable of uh, upsetting Cove so it's yeah. 2x Aberdeen players in opposition tomorrow that's I, I find it difficult to separate them that's why I've gone 2-2 uh, so entertaining game yeah and Peter had good result against Airdrie last week but obviously yeah. Airdrie going down to 10 men very early on and um, again Dumbarton a tricky one uh, away from home yeah and Dumbarton breezed through against Huntley in midweek in the cup so again it's not going to be easy for Peter Head so again that's why I think a share of the spoils I think Jim McAnally would probably be quite happy with that Andrew what's your thoughts on those two games um, I've gone 2-1 to Cove Rangers at East Fife um, I thought it was a very good point that they got at Partick Thistle mm, Mitch yeah. Eginson scoring yet again and uh, they, they might just be strong enough to, to get the result at East Fife but I can see where Dave's coming from there's not much between the two sides no. uh, Dumbarton against Peterhead Peterhead will be, you know, not demoralised, but they will be deflated by that cup exit. And Dumbarton, massive game against Aberdeen coming up next weekend. I think that might just spur them on to to win by a couple of clear goals. But um, somebody from Aberdeen, if not one, maybe two or three, um, scouts from Aberdeen will certainly be there uh, yeah. at the, the stadium underneath the rock uh, in Dumbarton uh, to run the rule over Jim Duffy's side. Yeah, absolutely and uh, we just want to mention as well uh, your Red Rewind podcast because that is due to go live and officially on the 5th of April which is the Monday and you're going to be chat. well you have, you've already recorded them all Dave, you've, yes. you've done all these conversations with some Don's legends, starts with Jim Layton and that episode is actually available now. It's available on all major uh, platforms now um, a, b- a bit earlier than, than planned and uh, the second episode will be back on the Monday the 12th of April yeah. which will be with Steve Tosh I can tell you and then weekly from then on for the following seven weeks so uh, no very inter- entertaining for, for Andrew and I to, to yeah, record I great fun and uh, especially as they were done during lockdown so it wasn't a lot else to do so uh, but uh, yeah it is live now yeah and the great thing is I mean I've, I've listened to the, the first one obviously I'm, well, I'm editing them so I've no choice but uh, they are they are a good listen you know and uh, the Jim Layton well, there's some really interesting moments in that Andrew and, and it's uh, Red Rewind 1903 on Facebook so you can go, go there and get the link to it but you had a lot of fun doing it we had indeed uh, I mean Jim has had such a long and varied career that we, we barely scraped the surface of it to be perfectly honest so don't be surprised if Jim Layton part 2 surfaces something in the not yep. too distant future we want a bigger fear <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely and of course no, ga- no no Don's game I should say tomorrow but there are Peterhead and Cove Rangers in action Peterhead away to Dumbarton East Fife host Cove we'll keep you up to date with both of those and more on Red Saturday from 2 <laughs> It's time to talk dogs. North Sound 1, Red Friday.